it's Anne-Marie and I'm both delighted and honoured that you are here. And I assume that you're here because you're either an expert or a specialist in your field and despite your level of expertise, you still feel like the world's best kept secret. Am I right? Well, if I am, you are in the right place because my guest today, she's going to be talking all about the topic of money, but particularly your money mindset and why your beliefs around money may be holding you back from making the impact and the income that you should be. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, if you're a regular listener or if this is your first time listening, if you gained value from today's show, could I ask you a favor? I would so appreciate you leaving us a review over at annemariecross.com forward slash review. That would help us immensely in getting our message out to more change makers and aspiring thought leaders as we can. I would love your support. Now, also, if you're not yet part of our community of change makers over on Facebook, come on over as there are some great discussions happening. There's business building, networking going on, weekly trainings. And now when I'm recording interviews with guests, you are going to know ahead of time who's coming up so that you can join me live and also ask your own questions. Plus, in one of my recent recordings with a guest, and I'm going to do this more as well, we showed some diagrams of hers. These were her thought leadership models, and they were incredibly insightful. And people who are in that community found them so beneficial. In fact, people across uh, the different social platforms have actually bookmarked that live stream and are going back to watch it again because it was that valuable. So much content, so much um, goodness in that particular episode. So many more exciting things happening over in that community. All you need to do is go to podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash community. And I can't wait to, to learn more about you and of course, get your feedback from the show. But without any further ado, on to today's show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, show up and be yourself. You are more than good enough. You are brilliant. And I absolutely agree. And someone else who is brilliant is our guest today. Joining me is Kathleen Ann. Kathleen is an international award-winning marketing coach. She's a certified in money breakthrough business coaching, as well as a sacred money archetypes. She's a speaker, she's a published author and workshop leader, and she supports heart-centered entrepreneurs to marry money with meaning so that they can create a six or a seven-figure business and still have time for life. Now, on today's show, Kathleen's going to share how to identify your limiting beliefs and how you can easily change them. She's going to talk about the number one mindset shift that you need to make, so guess what, that you can attract more money, as well as a simple daily practice that will break through your current money blocks and lots, lots more. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm really, really pleased to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. 
Oh, you are so welcome. It's been a while. You and I have interviewed before on one of my other shows, Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. That's going back quite a while and we certainly didn't have the live stream capabilities that we do today. We didn't. And, you know, I think it was 10 years. Can you believe that? Wow. 10 years. Yeah. You know, you weren't called the podcasting, aren't called the podcasting queen for nothing. You were a real trailblazer uh, even way before podcasting was as popular as it is now. So you really set the standard and I've always admired, I've seen lots of other podcasters, they don't have your Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. And of course, I'm going to turn the spotlight on you because you have been, as long as I have known you, you've been working in the area that you're going to talk about today, you know, especially um, around money mindset and the situation that we find ourselves in at the moment. I mean, 10 years ago, we were talking about the global financial crisis. That was why I started my very first podcast. And then now, of course, what was going on with the, the global pandemic that has now caused many, many businesses to to shut down um, and many people unemployed as well and one of the things that happens is our mindset you know we get quite anxious around that as well so I'm glad you're going to be talking about how we can eliminate or or transform some of those limiting beliefs when you talk about tell us a little bit about sacred money archetypes I mentioned that in the um, introduction but they're such powerful it's such a powerful tool and process for people who may not know about that what are they then then we can dive in to unwrapping some of the things you want to talk about today Yeah, so just basically what archetypes are. Some people are familiar and there are lots of archetype systems in the world. There's a lot. Now, these have been specifically designed around money. So the archetypes that we um, can see ourselves, they're a set of characteristics and basically it gives you an indicator. And the archetypes I work with are done by assessment. So it's a very simple process. Just answer the questions truthfully as you as you um, have the answers not as you would like them to be and mm. just answer them the way that they're structured and that will indicate what archetype you are so that's a really simple thing for starters but mm. once you see that and you see yourself like I say through the lens of money it indicates for you where strengths and weaknesses are around having that type of, of money mindset and what it really does for you then is let you play to your strengths and see that there's not one better than the other. There's only eight, and I always work on the top two. So we're just looking, we're not one-dimensional humans. And looking at those top two, it means that you can assess where your tendencies are, I suppose. And that's Mm. the thing that gives you the ability to see why you do the things you do. And also, obviously, yeah, conditioned with some of the other things we'll talk about today about mindset and how we got what we have now and uh, and the rest of that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad you shared that because I think it really allows people to see things. As you said, you use the term seeing something through the lens of an archetype because often when we look at money, there's certain, you know, practical steps and things that we can do. However, depending on who you are, like the money type, your approach is going to be very different. Like for me, I know what my archetypes are. So for me, the word budget makes me want to go out and just, well, it used to, it used to make, I hate 
the weird budget, you know, because, well, I'm a celebrity archetype, so probably why I love podcasting. But yeah. it, it's interesting because then once we know that, we can also, and you're going to talk about limiting beliefs, we can understand more about why that's happening and that's look at shifting that. So how do we identify some of these yeah. limiting beliefs, Kathleen? Oh, okay. So the thing about that is we we all have beliefs. We have positive beliefs as well, believe it or not. <laughs> so we've got the positive and the negative side of, of our beliefs and where we understand we got those from is right from when we were just little kids, even mm-hmm. pre-birth, what was being said around us. We were listening and then through maybe up to the age of seven, we're just a sponge. So we're absorbing everything that comes uh, to us and, of course, from the people who who um, loved us and did their best, they mostly were just imparting their beliefs to us and, of course, mm-hmm. they've come from their parents and so on and so forth and the life that they've lived up to that point. So we all understand that we are layered and it's our subconscious mind that we call the conditioned mind mm-hmm. and the conditioning to accept everything that came through because it's our conscious mind that can decide, you know, to accept or not, but our subconscious just sucks it all up. So what happens is being in the subconscious, we don't realise that that's who's running the show, you know, like for us it's that little five-year-old girl who's running our business. So we need to understand how uh, that influence is coming through and what happens there is when you see it's like a pattern. You see, and I say to some people, you, you know, some people just have more money, uh, m- more month than money, month in, mm-hmm. month out. They can't quite um, bridge that gap and they think, how is this continu- continuing to happen? Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing, we have to recognise the patterns. We have to recognise if you're the type of person who when you know, things aren't going all that well, do you go out and shop? <laughs> you know, is it somewhere you go and get a new pair of shoes? Or what is it that you are triggered about? So that's mm-hmm. the time to actually think when, I think of it like uh, your emotional guidance counsel will um, counter will actually indicate to you when you're not feeling quite right about something. And in our busy lives, we just push on through that and ignore it. And mm-hmm. what happens that was our chance to stop and think, why do I feel like this? What's mm. not right here and what's, a, um, and you know, like triggering me to feel mm. like this because it's what you're thinking because it's yeah. the thoughts that create the feelings, mm. the feelings that, that create the actions and the actions get the outcome. Yeah, so and that can happen very quickly to the point that you really allow, have to um, consciously slow down and be very curious, you know, what was happening? Because as you say, that trigger can happen so instantaneously and then unfortunately we're reinforcing or we're doing a, a habit which reinforces a negative belief, something that I learned and I'm sure you've learned it too from, from some of your mentors and maybe even say yourself now to, to your clients, is we will often go out and seek the evidence that we need to prove our belief is true, even if that is not a helpful belief, isn't it? Especially if it's not helpful. (laughs) It just, just, uh, you know, it's it's one of those ways we keep ourselves feeling safe and secure. And it is even if things aren't going like you would like, it often is that sort of behaviour that you can repeat Mm. because it's, 
uncomfortable to move away from what's normal so there's those two parts of it isn't it one is becoming aware so when you are aware that is your chance to think you know like that belief some of my clients I, I remember one saying to me in particular she said and we were working on her money and she'd been going really well and we were working through um you know maybe the second month and she came to the call with me and she said you know I'm so upset with myself because on the weekend I found myself saying out loud, I hate that it's always about the money. Mm. And I said to her, wow, congratulations. You actually heard yourself say that. Now, you've been thinking that for a long time, the fact that you voiced it and then you caught yourself saying that and then realised that that's not true and mm. that's what I, I was celebrating she was feeling like she's not <laughs> she got that far it, along. Yeah. <laughs> I know so it's interesting just that little awareness and then she said I knew it wasn't true the minute I said it but she said oh, it annoyed me that I said it and I said no 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 that actually yeah, is that's exactly how it is yeah where you know when you and, and Maria know too you know you listen to what people say about money yeah. and I think yeah. wow if they're saying that what are they thinking? Yeah. And some of the beliefs we may not even realise, and I think um, it, this goes very much around time too, it's it, it's the language that we use and we don't even realise it that comes from lack, from scarcity. There's never enough time. And by the way, cancel and raise this unconscious mind. Never enough time, never enough money. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, our parents, what do you think? Money grows on trees? And well, actually money is, well, not anymore. It's not, it's digital. But in the olden days, money used to have, used to have paper money but you know so all of those things that we heard we may be repeating now and some of those things may be and a lot of them actually are negative and come from a place of scarcity yes and fear and and you know it's interesting that we have um all of those we we can bring those statements out like that because we've heard them mm. all and the yes. one is, um, you know, when I'm working with business owners who who are my clients, I go, well, you know, they'll they'll say, oh, you you know, you have to work hard for your money, and I've mm. gone, oh wow, it, what a limiting belief that is. I said, you know, yeah. your money can work hard for you. Mm. It can believe it. It can work hard for you, and if you're working too hard for your money then there's something there. I, I see it all the time. People don't feel they've earned their money if they mm. didn't work hard. And that yeah. makes them constantly, constantly working hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is the biggest limiter of income because then they're not working hard and being paid well. They're actually just working hard. Yeah, so yeah. Whatever they're getting, they're earning it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's there's an abundance in this current situation we're in now. Yeah, a lot of people uh, they have lost their jobs or they've um, in their business has been um, affected. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who haven't been affected that way. Yes. And and there are so many opportunities. I've been working mm-hmm. with clients, and I that pivot word is getting used a lot, as we know. And um, I've I've been saying some people are are spinning around like that little ballerina in the music box and they're not actually pivoting. Pivoting means just 
going in a new direction and mm. using all your skills and all your talents and every opportunity that out there and creating a new mm. and better way. Yeah. And there are so many new and better ways. There are lots of things. If people think that we're going to go back to normal, I don't believe that. I think no. we're going to go through this and this is maybe not, this This could happen every year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But this is going to be not life as we knew it or business as we knew it. Yeah. And it depends really where we're looking at it because one of the things that we're doing now, Kathleen, is you and I are sitting in different states. We are in Australia, but if you're on the other side of the world, we can talk, we can create, we can coach. We And so the technology that we have at our fingertips is so fantastic. We have got a lot more resources to be able to leverage as part of our business and a lot more people are now online too. So, you know, we've got an audience sitting there. Yeah. yeah, and Marie, now people are all um, becoming more aware. Those of us who've been yeah. using this um, online um, opportunity for a long time, uh, yeah. we can see that people now, and it's a real easy, because um, now a lot yeah. of these platforms are very intuitive and simple, not yes. like the older no. days. <laughs> well, you had to have a university degree just oh, to be able to run something yeah. and a whole studio full of t- staff and, and to, yeah. to manage all of the, the technology. So we've identified now how to start to just be aware and mindful and catch yourself maybe saying some of these things that are just not helpful for you. They're really limiting your ability. And talk a little bit around some of the things that we need to be considering to help change that because like any behaviour or any habit, let's say, sometimes it can take a bit of a process but it's so worth it. What are some things that we can start doing to start to easily change some of those unhelpful beliefs? Well, I think that that the part of that is to understand and, you know, we were talking about archetypes and uh, and I did say, you know, not one's better than the other. Mm. Um, when you can look at yourself through that lens, understand too, it's how you do money is how you do everything. Mm. So you were talking about people having a, um, you know, um, oh, I can't think how you worded it now, but they, they were doing this and doing that and doing that. They're doing it all the same way. Mm. So whereas they may be... Um, say about um the it's almost a natural tendency that mm-hmm. would go through that so if somebody is avoiding okay so there's an example um if somebody is avoiding money and believe it or not a lot of people do they avoid mm-hmm. it uh, yes. they don't want to deal with it they don't want anything to do because then it. they won't feel bad I, if i ignore it I, I hopefully won't validate that it's an issue yeah no. i can or they just avoid the whole issue or yeah. look around and see what else they're avoiding. Yeah. So this is what's really helpful too is you can see these, um, you know, patterns of behaviour play out across everything. So the same thing too is if you see people who, um, you know, some people actually push money away. It's not that they're avoiding it. Um, if, it if it comes to them, and some people it does, it comes readily. They don't have a problem attracting money. They don't have any because mm. they find a way to lose it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, look at millionaires who've made millions and lost yeah. it and they make it again. They don't retain it. And yet mm. it, it's it's fascinating when you actually look at the behaviours and this is where I think we have the opportunity for um, um, self-growth. When mm. we really begin to appreciate what's happening there, and can I use this um, 
example too, particularly for women, because, you know, we haven't had money in our lives for many generations. Go back past my mum's generation to my grandmother mm. who never had a job mm. working in the home, you know, with seven children, but mm. never only paid work. And then, of course, we had the um, opportunity as women to go out to work when the war came. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got all this heritage and we have to understand that this is what has come forward for us up to the point where we're at. Mm. And that's how we, uh, as women, find it hard to hold out our hand and ask mm. for the money. Yeah. When we do, um, often undercharging to start with, nearly everybody's undercharging anyway, and mm. then overworking, over-delivering so that we can actually feel once again like we've earned it. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. All yeah. of those behaviours, especially now, some people think that, if you're in a business that you should be giving away your services or discounting and and nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. If you can't evidence and value um, the difference you make for the people who invest through you in moving themselves forward in their business or their life, yes. then that, that serves nobody. You, mm. you can't get in somebody else's pity party, get in that boat with them, you know, you, you need to be the person who's leading. And for mm. that, you need to create a great income so that you can do more and serve more. So yeah. that sort of mindset is what what we need to look at as to how we can <laughs> maybe mm. be that role model. And that's the other thing, Anne-Marie, how many great role models are there for wealthy women? Mm. Yes. You know, we see some women who are extremely wealthy women and we see their behaviour. They, you know, I don't want to name names. We all know the people mm-hmm. who um, you think, I don't want to be like that. So yeah. that's what being, you know, um, rich is all about. I don't want to be rich. And that is, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and I heard somewhere once too, and I can't remember, it was maybe one of our mentors, but, but basically said, you know, money will not make you greedy. It will not make you arrogant. It only it, it only will amplify who you already were to begin with. So Absolutely. if you are a very caring person who's generous, who's able to be a great role model for how to build wealth, but you are also, you know, contributing, which we can do. We can, we can hire more people. Imagine being able to say, oh, I was like, well, now I can hire more people around the world, be able to, to provide, you know, funds for, for various organisations. You can't do that if you're struggling as yeah. well. So yeah. um, Actually, it's a, it is an enabler and that's the way we need to look at it is that good, thing, yeah. good people, that's one of my mantras for people. I say, you know, if you don't have um, the right um Mindset. Take a couple of mine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, borrow some of mine. Borrow Actually, some of you don't need to bring it back. I've got plenty yeah. going on here. <laughs> some of that is good people do good things with money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Let's talk That's about you mentioned true. mindset. You mentioned mindset, Kathleen, about being very important. And I'd love you to share. You say the number one mindset shift you need to make so that we can start to attract, to, to generate more income, to generate more wealth. What is that number one mindset shift? So uh, for, for me, um, it is that, that way that people obviously um, look and see, they don't see through the eyes of value. Mm. So they look at what 
they think maybe people will pay them. Right. You know, they're not looking um, outward. So the mind shift is if you are having those feelings, then you are thinking internally. Mm-hmm. And that internal thinking, there's always going to be some criticism and some other thing driving it and some judgment. There's all sorts of stuff going on when we're inward looking. Mm. So the mindset I say is look out and look and see the difference that you're making in the world, whatever mm-hmm. is in front of you, your contribution to that and see your worth and your value. And you mm. are, that's what I said at the outset there, you know, you're absolutely brilliant. Everybody is just play in your own sandpit, stay in your own lane and mm. get out there and make that difference. So I think the mindset shift is that, never mind this, I'm not good enough and questioning all the rest. Mm. Just think about the value that you add to, um, you know, your home, your community, your country, Mm. your world, the role that you're playing and the difference that you're making. And then you Mm. can charge what you're worth. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, Kathleen? I'm sure you've had many conversations with, with women and, and men too, but I know that you deal a lot with, with, with women, as do I, is that we often devalue the knowledge, the experience, the training that we've done. And by kind of, you know, when someone gives you a compliment, often you, oh, you know, you shrug it off. But you know what? By doing that, you're actually saying that you're not validating that what you have to offer is valuable. And you may be able to share something with someone that completely helps them to transform the way they're doing things through saving time. There may be something that is was causing them all sorts of grief and overwhelm, but through you speaking or sharing a tool or whatever it is that you bring as far as your expertise is concerned, you could completely shift the way that they approach. Now, that's value because it's value to them, isn't it? And not what we think, oh, that's nothing. You know, to someone who's very organised and on time all the time, for someone who struggles with that, and they long to be more like that. So if you can teach them some strategies to help them to be more like that, that to them is priceless often, isn't it? And we we often struggle with that, don't we? I think that's exactly right because that's that judgment of ourselves all the time. And so there's always that at play if we choose to ponder mm. on that. And yeah. we, we really never know, Anne-Marie, how um, sometimes we, we do see the evidence and we're, you know, if, you know, with clients or whomever else we're impacting, we can, um, we can see that. But most of the time we have no idea of the impact of what we've done for those people because we've just been part of that. I've always felt for myself is that um, I, I want to be open to whatever it is that comes at the time in my my coaching, that that's what my client needs. So I always feel like a conduit and that whatever is needed to move forward, and that is my main aim, is if I can do that in every um mm-hmm. Um, session to move that person forward just keep in motion and the better you get the better you get and I think that Mm. always for me is what do they need to know I just ask that from of myself what do they need to hear from me today that will move them forward yeah I love that you know sometimes just one question 
as a coach or mm-hmm. one reframe or even just as you know coaches do really can have someone sh- shift and shatter uh, transform something that had been blocking them for years again and and so and, and you know something else I think we do is when we stop ourselves from sharing and contributing because we don't think it's a value we may just be stopping that one person or the lots of people who needed to hear our message who needed to hear our um you know encouragement because we're not and I know often when we preframe it that way we would hate to think that by not sharing that we we could potentially stop someone from from reaching you know or taking that to the next step um yeah exactly and I think that you know as as in that coaching um relationship it's um, you know, holding that safe place for the person to bring the issues up. Yes. And then really, yeah, and then just listening and um, listening at that level that gets past the statement, you know, what's actually really being said here and then asking, you know, questions are the answer. Just ask another question and just help that person really get into the issue at the level that will make the difference otherwise it's just um it's a surface conversation and that's not going to be transformational it's not going to make a difference and when you see the light bulb bulb go off and uh you know you see people just really um you know very keen to get on because you know like i i work i got into the money mindset because you know um, basically i am um, a marketing um expert and i work Mm. with positioning them in the marketplace as the expert. Um, yes. The experts get to charge higher fees. But mm. what happens is that people um, often, uh, you know, to get into action and to um, show up, as I said, as yourself in particular, uh, you've come out of corporate like I did about 25 years ago. I got that don't come Monday invitation from, <laughs> from my role in, as direct marketing. Um, mm. I've been headhunted a couple of times and then I was retrenched. So um, what happens there is you're you're not used to being yourself. You're usually, you know, got the face of the company that you're working for. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got expectations as to how, how you're going to do what you're doing. So when you start your own business, it, and I did it too, mm. to have to find out how you want to be representing. Um, and I'm a solopreneur. That's my, um, I really... Uh, love that role that I I never wanted staff reporting. I love people, but I don't want to manage them. Mm. So to have that uh, responsibility, if you like, and this is where, you know, a lot of guys come to me to do their branding because they've never had to dig in and find out who they are. And yes. they, you know, you and I know when you're um, marketing and you're talking to your specific audience, that it doesn't mean that's all you serve. It's the people who relate to the mm. way that expressing and your modality and everything that go could you do that for me so it's not like you know you'll only work with this group of people but having that message land with the like-minded type of person who goes she's talking to me yes there's something about that I love that and I want about that yeah you know oh absolutely so cloud nine 
I'm just yeah. going to say here, Clout Nine is looking, uh, watching through uh, Periscope. She says, is this live? Yes, it is. So if you've got a question, and we are live at the moment, so if you've got a question that you would like to ask Kathleen, let me know and I'll uh, share it with her. What's this one simple daily practice, uh, Kathleen, that you say will break through current money blocks? Because any money blocks, as you've said, as we are getting out online and marketing ourselves, if we've got these unhelpful beliefs, we're only going to be able to grow our businesses and grow our reach so far because they'll continue to block us. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So so what, what this is about is, and we talked a little earlier about, you know, ignoring money. Um, some, And I'm not talking about everybody ignores money, but not everybody pays attention to it. So paying attention to your money, money loves to be paid attention to. And if you're not paying attention, it's going to get your attention one way or the other and, and perhaps in a way that you don't like. So paying attention to your money, and this is the daily practice, and I really highly recommend if you haven't done this, and I, I have a template that I, that I use for this and, and give to my clients. It is every day going to the source of where your income comes in and you might want to do this for your whole household income or if you're a business owner, maybe just for your business, but in whichever way you're looking every day, look in your um, um, money in and write it down the amount mm. every day and every day you're paying attention there. And if you've done what I would recommend too and having a bold money goal, so what, how much money do you want to make this month? And if you have that goal be, um, in front of you and then you daily, and if you've got no income on that day, you write a zero. You don't mm -hmm. just go, oh, well, there was nothing. You write a zero. Because what's happening in your um, um, internal thinking, in your, in your subconscious especially, it's going to go, hmm, you better, get it. you better get your act together. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not traveling so well here. And, um, and and get you into action and get you actually thinking about what do I need today, do today to bring in some money? And, mm. you know, what I, what I often say to people is, you know, I mean, we live in Australia, we live in, a, in a, a wealthy country, but I will walk down the street and if there's five cents on the footpath, I will pick it up and I will go, money falls out of this. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because I can remember when I was a little kid and I remember <laughs> Fence was a bag of lollies and we they lasted all afternoon. Yeah. It's so funny I, about that. When we grow up, I still recall Kathleen um, finding $2, $2 coins, you know, in the washing machine, in the couch or whatever. And my really? husband once laughed his head off because we had visitors and I picked up, I found $2, yeah. you know, and it was like, you know, oh. but we just do that, don't we, because it's been drummed in as a child. But it is. I mean, $2 is $2 or $0.05 yeah. cents is $0.05. Cents. And, and people leave money on the table in their business because they're not paying attention to what they want to create and then looking every day as to how that's, um, you know, coming in. And then do that month in, month out, and you'll find that um, by that one daily thing, how much that will change your um, whole belief around um, what you're able to generate. Yeah, I think monitoring and tracking in business is just so important anyway, because, you know, once we start to establish those firm goals, it's going to, if that's the outcome in mind, then you need to then look at, well, what 
is that going to take? If I know that that's going to require three high VIP clients and that means, you know, a longer time frame in the buyer's journey that I have to nurture, do I have to do more speaking? Do I need to, you know, all of these things can then suddenly come into play rather than, um, you know, more of an ad hoc. And as we know, if we want to build a sustainable and scalable business, we have to start to be able to put goals down and be able to track and monitor to see what is working. And I love that you've shared around this, the whole aspect of money mindset, because often in business, if we feel that there is just, you know, we're pushing and and doing, as you said, working so hard, yet we're not really seeing the returns for that. One, One thing, I mean, the practical steps could still be there. You could be doing all of the things but maybe it's actually looking at, well, what's going on as far as your beliefs, as far as your mindset? And um, I think it's been a, a valuable conversation. What should people do? How could they get in contact with you if they'd like to find out more about how you might support them, about the work that you do, Kathleen? Uh, well, they could go straight to my website. That would be a good start. And that's um, www.powerupyourmarketing. See my brand up behind me? Well, that's right. <laughs> uh, .com. And you'll find under my services, there's a couple of, uh, in the pull down, there's a couple of um, options to have a 30-minute conversation with me. Um, I call them a breakthrough conversation and it could be around branding, money, money and marketing, whatever it is that you would like to um, know more about. Um, I'd love that chance to see whether um, there's some, you know, way I could help steer you. Um, and certainly if there's a way that what I do would be helpful for you, well, we can talk about that as well. Um, yes. But very happy for people to take that opportunity. I usually have, a you know, a few um, options uh, each week available for that. And um, if, you know, first in best dressed, of course. So whatever people would like to have that chat about, um, that would be the best way to connect with me or find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on LinkedIn. I'd love people to say, I heard you on uh, the the broadcast with Anne-Marie and uh, I'd love to link up with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, Kathleen has got her name there, Kathleen. And something that I heard today, Kathleen, and it speaks beautifully into what you you have been saying all throughout today's interview is that, you know, often the money and the ahas and the opportunities for learning and growth are in the gaps, are in the mistakes. Because so often we could be saying inside, you know, and I could find myself doing that too. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that. But it's often we can't see the gaps. We can't see the things that we're not doing. Or maybe we need to tra- tweak them just ever so slightly, which I think is so valuable that you give someone the opportunity to have that initial chat because, uh, and, you know, celebrate. If you come away with a whole list from Kathleen of the key areas you, you can work on, well, now that's a great way to, to be able to, to move forward. Yeah, so, and now's a good time to think about, and okay, now is there a better way? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and right now. One thing I'd just like to finish with, Anne-Marie, is that most, most people in a service-based business, and that's the type of businesses I help, um, they think they need a lot of clients. And so in that mindset, they are thinking all the time of, um, you know, striving to bring business in. And really, if they take the time to work out, like you said before, um, how many clients at whatever price point do you need? And Mm. then you work out how many conversations do you need to have to get those people 
what's your conversion rate like marketing terms like out of a conversation how many people will actually um you know step up to your program when you work all that out then you know that's basically a marketing plan so you need to go and get that many people to do that thing bing yeah that in itself is is massive because how often do we look at our day and we spend a lot of time in busyness mode where we may be trying to market our ebook, which we sell for, I don't know, let's say $15. Yeah. And yet the same time and, and energy could be could attracting be a high-level client who wants to work yeah. with you for three months. So $15 versus who knows, you know. Yeah. You can yeah. really see when we shift that, our time, we can see is much better spent then is to really nurture those clients. Yeah. Um, so the marketing and the and the money mindset go hand in hand and it's very practical and then it's the, um, you know, the, um, the way we think and feel about yeah. money will make all the difference. It will. It will. Kathleen, it's always a pleasure to speak with you again. I'm always taking golden nuggets away from our conversation. I think it doesn't matter how long you've been in business, there's always learnings and and, um, confirmations that, you know, these are so important, these principles. And how often as businesses, we're always looking for bright, shiny objects. Similarly, we're saying new clients, new clients, but what's working now? Double down on that. Do you need to pivot? Double down on that. Stop being, you know, don't dabble in so many things because that can often, you know, stretch us too thin too and not enable us to build momentum. People often think that, um, you know, if I talk to them about their marketing, they say, oh, yes, I do Facebook. Well, that's a medium. You know, if you're not market ready, if you're not positioned in the marketplace to attract a certain type of client and, and deliver a certain service Mm -hmm. then you're just a me too and that's not you know LinkedIn Facebook is not marketing it's part of your obviously you know getting your message out there but if your Mm -hmm. message is all over the place you're all over the place yeah yeah you you were mentioning and um again go and visit Kathleen at Power Up Your Marketing um that's where you can find all the details but you said something earlier Kathleen about how you know we will see things go back to some form of normality and things will be will be different I think one of the things many businesses if they're not already doing this so solopreneurs or even SMEs now more than ever is, is the importance of being so clear on, on who you are, what you offer, the value you offer, because doing that intentionally with integrity and excellence is what's going to help have you stand out from the market. That's going to be the differentiating factor rather than trying to be all things to all people, isn't yeah. it? That's the way because there's so many more voices and people doing the same old, same old online. You have to know exactly how you're going to stand out and often it's the clarity and, and intention that's going to really have you stand out as that authority. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you have to turn up and deliver. So this is yes. the thing a lot of people just forget that delivering your services, you if you have them streamlined, which is the, the process that I go through clients with, lock packaging, like a signature system, create your services around solving that one big problem mm. for a specific group of people, your niche, then... Yeah. You get people engaged in that and you've got a process you're taking them through for the outcome and that's what you do. 
That's how you get known as the expert for that thing. And that's how you keep raising your fees and attracting more of those right ideal clients. And then guess what? You just deliver that. You don't have mm-hmm. to keep making up more stuff. It's no. all easy and it's just bring it on. And then, you know, your creativity comes into play, but mm-hmm. you're not wasting it by, you know, constantly reinventing things for people. You know, look, consultants do that. They try to find a problem, then they try to fix their solution onto it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exhausting, isn't it? No wonder they feel like they're just at the end of the day, they're just so exhausted because they're having to yeah. reinvent things. So, yeah. so many golden nuggets. I know people would have, they're taking notes, they'd be on their third or fourth uh, A4 page, I'm sure, uh, Kathleen. Well, look, thanks once again for coming on the show. It's always wonderful to thank catch up. And, and thank you, Anne-Marie, once again. My absolute delight to be here. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass.